Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, you're so welcome back to another episode on NarcCon. On this channel, we firmly believe that education is the key in relation to narcissistic personality disorder in order for us to understand what we've been through and to set a course for a healing journey that will bring us into a thriving state. So guys, the reason I chose this video, and this video is going to go through typical things narcissists say when they discard their targets or their intimate partners. Now they can also say some of these things in familial relationships and with friends, etc. But these are a group of things that nearly all narcissists will take a selection out of some of these things we're going to discuss and say to their targets at the point of discard. These things are cruel, vicious, heinous in the context of they're saying these things to someone that they purportedly loved dearly and were in a committed relationship with, committed in inverted commas. So in coaching and in my own personal experience, these phrases or variations of them get repeated so many times. Narcissists all sing from the same hymn book with just a variation on the variety of ways they all say the same thing. Now, if you have left or been left in relation to a healthy relationship, it may be fraught at different times with hurt and disappointment when you're breaking up with someone. But there isn't this level of viciousness, this one-sided amount of blame and this cruelty is the only, evil cruelty is the only way I can actually describe the things these narcissists will say to us at the point when they shock us, first of all, probably by dumping us or going off and cheating with somebody else. I know some of us do leave them at different times. You know, it's not always them discarding their targets, but it is in the majority them who do this. And there's also a reason for the discard and there's a reason why it's so cruel. But what I'd like to do by going into these expressions, for want of a better word, is just to give people some perspective, particularly if you're just going through a discard or have just recently gone through it. Because we tend to take these things really, really personally and it delays recovery and it also messes with your mind. So you're grappling for um, reality, grappling for what's true, you know, being down on yourself. Because after all, this is a person you loved dearly and possibly still do with the cognitive dissonance of who the person actually is and thinking that there is still some hope or still some good in that person. So if a person who you have loved dearly is saying these awful things to you, it's only natural that you'd 
think about it and possibly take them on board as having some validity. Well, I'm here today to tell you that there is no validity in what the narcissist says to you if they say any of these things that I'm going to go through down here that I've written down. This is all about the narcissist. This is all about the narcissist trying to project and like vomit up on you their shame, their jealousy, their anger, their rage and all the negative emotions they carry about themselves, their actual true self's inferiority, which they project as superiority. And they have seen you initially as a person of value, a quality person. And I'll quote that as, as having heard that from a narcissist. So they have seen you and held you in high esteem and high regard. They know who you are. They know your good qualities. And again, I'm not saying you're perfect, but I'm saying they know your good qualities. So if they can disprove those good qualities and steal some of those qualities and attach them on to their mask and look down on you and give you all their negativity, they can effectively go away with a lighter darker heart, for want of a better ex expression. They can go away to their next cycle of abuse in an empowered position. And that's as close as they will get to feeling happy. So unimaginable as it is, the narcissist enjoys this interaction, this discard. So why I don't want you to take this personally is because one, they all do it. And two, they all sing from the same hymn sheet. So I'm going to go through a lot of typical comments that narcissists make when they're discarding their victims. And if any of them resonate with you, or if you have anything that the narcissist said to you or a variation of this, please leave it in the comments because it may help someone who's being discarded or recently discarded in realising that it's part of the personality disorder and it's nothing to do with them themselves. So let's get the glasses on and go through some of the things I've written down. This is from what I've heard and some of it's my personal experience. So I hope it helps. The narcissist will say, all the lovey-dovey things you said to me in the beginning were fake. They weren't true. The narcissist firmly believes this, guys. And it's a bit of a, how are you? when you hear them saying that, when it's actually what they've done themselves, but they can't see that. So when they went into the relationship with you, they assessed you and had a snapshot of who you were and who you were to be, and what you were to do for them. And that was the deal. You were to stay like that. You were to stay like you were in the beginning of the relationship when they made a decision on you. But remember, you had to put up with and go through emotional, psychological, physical and financial and every kind of abuse possible. And you were still expected to stay the same as you were at the beginning of the relationship. Obviously not possible, but we're dealing with psychopathy here. We're not dealing with a normal person. And that's why we need to understand the narcissistic personality disorder and the darkness behind it, because I'll always come from both psychology and the spiritual point of view in relation to this abomination that we have to go through if we've been with a narcissist. So they'll also say, they'll start sentences 
with if you'd only, if you'd only. Again, it's projection, but it's about you. It's your fault. Everything is your fault. The relationship's falling apart because of you. There was bad times in the relationship because of you. And this is so unbalanced. You can begin to understand when you get clear of it, the because of the imbalance, the insanity of it and the psychopathy in it. So they can say things like, if only you'd not been so jealous of my ex, if only you didn't drink so much, the relationship would still be in existence. If only you were normal. And their normal kind of means do everything that they want you to do and put up with it and not look to have your own needs met. So you'll often hear the if you'd only or if you hadn't. The other thing they'll say is, after all I did for you, you owe me. You know, you owe me after what I gave to you. So remember, they believe this because the narcissist with the narcissist, all relationships are transactional. So they do a deal at the beginning and they believe that any investment they make in you has to be repaid. It's like buying into the stock market. They believe the value for their investment, the return on their investment has to be doubled and trebled and tripled and, you know, 10 times what they put in. And they always believe that the other person isn't giving them what they deserve because they're so entitled and they're so superior. So they believe that even if if they've, say, contributed in some way to maybe doing your house, you know, painting a wall or something like that, that's a big deal for them because that's making them feel vulnerable because they're helping someone else. So they have to be overcompensated for that amount of giving for them to feel superior. Remember, it's about winning with them. So whatever they put in, they're taking a gamble on you, so to speak. They have to be rewarded tenfold for that in order to feel superior, like they they got one over on you. They got the better deal. But so they will go at that stage and say, you actually owe me because of the esteem they hold themselves in or they hold the mask in. They believe that they're the emperor and you're the peasant. So you owe them. I will never speak to you again if, again, they will threaten you in the discard and they feel they're in the position of power. So they'll often say, I will never speak to you in my whole life again. And again, it's like a child. Um, if you don't do this or if you do that. Uh, another thing they'll say they can taunt you with, if we'd met before you had kids... They'll say things like, because it's so transactional with them, they will, they'll say things, it's not about love, it's if you had been this, that, and the X's had been in place, sorry about the X's, the X's and O's had been in place, then everything would have been fine. It's like taunting you with something that you couldn't possibly change. Um, It's not true. It's just what they like to say to kind of see a reaction from you and to torture you. Um, Your family all hate me. I bet you've heard that one. Your family all hate me. 
your family will have copped on probably long before you did that this person did not have your best interests at heart. So while they may even have maintained a level of civility towards the person and even in some instances being friendly, the narcissist is very attuned to people and will have picked up on that, but will have escalated it into if if someone's not totally with them and doing everything they want, then they're against them. With the black and white thinking, they will have demonised your family as you all, your family all hate me. It's 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 so grandiose. It's you know, it's like imbalanced. It's exaggerated. It's drama. They all hate me. Then another thing they'll say to you is to kind of torture you. Again, this is becoming like a torture um, expression, that the torture ex torturous expressions that the narcissist use. They'll often say, look, it is all your fault, but they won't say that, but that's what they'll be saying and what they're saying. And then they'll say, we'll see how we feel in, say, two or three months time. So it's keeping you there in the, you know, with hope in your heart that maybe things will work out. But honestly, guys, all they're doing is going off to another supply to see how that works out. But these are some of the things you will hear in the discard. Um, then they'll say things like, we had some good times together. We did, but don't contact me. It's over. No. Then another very big favourite is, you have a lot of issues. You have a lot of issues. You're crazy and you, you know, you've a lot of work to do. Just, you've a lot of things to sort out, Paula. Sorry, I, I find it amusing now and it's not amusing when you're going through it because, you know, they have poked their finger in your wounds, in things you revealed to them about your insecurities, maybe about yourself. They've reassured you in the beginning, you know, that, that you're great and everything's great. And then they'll kind of come to look at you and look down at you and say, you know, it's such a shame. It's such a shame because, you know, we could have worked out, but you have just too much work to do on yourself. <laughs> and the person that has work to do on themselves is them. I'll share a little bit of my own experience. And I think I've shared it once or twice, once before. Um, another one is you're not fit for a relationship Who's not fit for a relationship? A narcissist is not fit for a relationship. But again, they will project that onto you and say, you're not fit for a relationship. And they do firmly believe that. You're not fit for a relationship with them. And hey, guys, that's a win-win. Because if you're not fit for a relationship with a narcissist, you have a bit of healthy stuff going on there. So that is a win for you if a narcissist says that to you. You think you're always right. You think you're always right. Hmm, interesting that one, isn't it? Your house is a dump and I can't wait to get out of this place. Again, the narcissist may have said really nice things about your house or a location you're at or whatever. It'll be to do with you. It'll be so, it could be your car or it could be something that you have pride in or, the, you know, that's yours. So they'll criticise what is yours in order to criticise you. It's, it's a kind of roundabout way of criticising you. I'm so happy to leave this place. And they genuinely are. Because remember, 
they're leaving because they can no longer control you or they feel that there's someone out there that they can control more or get more from. So they're having a hard time at the end of the relationship with you because you're probably standing up for yourself. Um, you're probably copping on and wising on to the narcissist. So they are very glad to get out of the situation because they're starving of fuel. The negative fuel only has so far to go and you're beginning to hold a mirror up to them and they do not like that. They do not want to see who they are. They refuse to see who they are. And that's why they bombast you with how bad you are. It's like they're getting this sense. They're perceiving that you're copping on. They're perceiving that you actually see behind the mask. And in order to deflect from that, they batter you and hopefully not physically, but they batter you in every other way possible. Um, you pretended to be someone that you're not. And that's a classic, guys. That is such a projection. That is such a projection. So you pretended to be someone that you're not. And again, they believe that because who they, they thought that you were a nice person, a pushover, a good person, someone that was going to be a giver, someone that was going to serve them and look up to them and give them everything they possibly wanted and never ask for your own needs to be met. So you did change, you know, everyone, any normal person is not going to be and remain the snapshot that the narcissist had of them. But to them, to them, you're a total traitor. And to them, you fool them. You try to trick them, which is exactly what they did to you. How dare you say those things about, and it could be maybe say about my kids or, you know, you may have said, could you, could you ask the kids just not to do that? But any criticism of anything to do with the narcissist is a criticism of them because, say, their children are an extension of them or a, a criticism of anything to do with the narcissist or even if it's constructive criticism. It, it's just you don't go against them. You don't criticise them. That's what their narcissism is there to protect against. Um, I, oh, this is a great one. This, guys, is the last one I'll do and then I'll... I'll, I'll tell you the very last thing that happens with the narcissist. This is one that's often said, I only want to be with someone who really loves me. It sounds so childish. It sounds so immature. But they really, again, believe that because they believe you've let them down, you haven't stayed the same, and there's somebody else out there is praising them, someone that doesn't know them someone that doesn't know what they're going to get into or who they're going to be dealing with, someone that do doesn't know the torture, the torturous path that's ahead for them when the narcissist starts to devalue them. Because no one is enough for the narcissist. No one can be enough for a narcissist because the narcissist expects servants. They expect everyone to be their servant. They expect to be praised continuously despite the heinous things they do. Their narcissism is designed to not let any criticism in and for them to always be in control. So 
after they say all these awful things to you, after you're left reeling in shock and in pain and trying to fathom what has gone wrong or how can a person who loved you say these things to you and are these things possibly true? Because why would someone that loved you say these things to you? And then, of course, you Google it and you find YouTube and you find the narcissistic personality disorder and the pennies begin to drop. So it, it lessens the pain somewhat, doesn't take it away, but it can help you work through the pain to understand the personality disorder and the dark force that drives it. After they say all these things to you guys, the modus operandi of the narcissist is to go silent so that you don't have a say back, is to block you. That's what they often do, depending on their particular situation. They may dip in for more fuel, you know, a week, a few months later. They may still play games with you, but they will shut themselves off to you because they do not want to be accountable for the things they said to you at the discard. Neither do they want to explain them and neither do they want to give you closure. This is a pleasurable experience for a narcissist. So please, please, in your pain, stop. Stop pining for this creature. This is coming from a place of negativity and darkness. This is not about you. This is the narcissist going through endless cycles of probably, probably where they learnt it in very early life with an initial other narcissist or abuser. Not always the case. But this is their pattern and they repeat it and repeat it and repeat it no matter what human is in front of them. So no one else is going to get a better version of the narcissist you've been with. In fact, as time goes on, the version deteriorates with age and escalates with practice. I will leave you with that, guys. Work through that pain. Understand this is not about you. It's not saying you're perfect, but the narcissist projections at the discard are not about you. That's it for now. Bye for now, guys. See you in the next video. Take care of yourselves in the meantime.